Hello, 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 my fact friends and fiends. Welcome to almost the end of spooky season, and I am so sad about that because spooky season is my forever life. And I am pleased to tell you that one of our fan favorites has returned to the fold, and it is my friend. That's right, Von Dexter Montague the <laughs> second. Uh, hey (laughs) you know it's so weird to like (laughs) to have been quiet for that entire intro and then like like people are gonna know i don't know why i'm like trying to keep it a surprise (laughs) i'm like sometimes they don't because they just let the next episode roll and then you're like it's me you know what i mean fantastic let's go with that yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's time. And some people, because this, like, we're really pretty far into season three now, they don't even know you. Oh, yeah, that that is, is also a, a possibility. Deep tragedy. Deep tragedy. <laughs> if you don't know Vaughn, he has participated in many an episode. One of my favorites being when he told me he didn't want to do aliens, and then I made him do aliens, and it was hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, Travis it is. Walton. It's a delight, and it also yeah. is so strange to to be back. And I'm, I mean, I feel like the, I'm the way I always am with all of this spooky season stuff. It's just cautiously optimistic and praying for the end. <laughs> <laughs> He's my very favorite Freddy cat, which means that we're going to go down this very interesting story and see how Vaughn reacts. And I'm actually exceptionally thrilled about this one because I've been holding on to it for a while. I haven't, I've only done one ghost ship so far. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we're not gonna do another because we will. Uh, but this ghost ship in particular is a favorite of mine, and I'm not gonna tell you why, because the story itself will. So Vaughn, are you ready? <sighs> yes. <laughs> we are going to dive deep into the enigma of the Orang Madan. Oh. All right. So the SS Orang Madan was a supposed ghost ship, which, you know, various sources among the 40s and 50s, right? It was, was allegedly a shipwreck in the Dutch East Indies, which is modern Indonesia, in the Straits of the Malacca waters, or elsewhere. Because, um, remember, the alleged part there, right? Right. And its entire crew had died either under suspicious suspicious circumstances in either 1940, 1947, or 1948, depending on which news source you're going to look at. Okay. Uh I have questions already. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm here for it. What's your question? How do we know this is the same ship? Okay, are you ready? Go for it. Most people agree that the story of this Orang Madan is an urban legend due to the fact that there were never records of a ship named the Orang Madan. Hmm. Allegedly. I mean, there's not a not there are not records of a lot of stuff that actually happened to That's though. how I feel, okay? <laughs> Especially in the 1940s. Right. But don't we have like a whole ass airplane that disappeared? 
Just Who's saying. Who's to say? Who's to say? Okay, so let me tell you. Before we get into the newspapers, let me just tell you the story. So, according to the story, it's like either in June of like 1947, or it possibly could have been February of 1948, or it could have been as early as 1940, because there are newspapers dated 1940 that have an article in it. Two American vessels navigating the Straits of Malacca, the ship being the city of Baltimore, and then another ship, the Silver Star, uh, among others, were passing by and they picked up several distress messages from the nearby Dutch merchant ship, the Orang Madan. So there's a radio operator and aboard that vessel, the radio operator aboard the vessel is sending uh, Morse code from the Orang Madan that all of these ships apparently intercepted, right? And it said SOS from Orang Madan, we float, all officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on bridge, probably whole of crew dead. Then there's a few confused dots and dashes of Morse code later, and then two words come through that say, I die. Then after that message, there's nothing else, right? So the Silver Star eventually locates and boards this apparently undamaged Orang Madan in an attempt to rescue whoever could still be on board, right? Right. The ship is allegedly found littered with corpses, including one of a dog, which is really the big tragedy. And they're everywhere. These bodies are found sprawled like on their back and frozen. And some said that like they had badly frightened faces and they were upturned. So like, because they're on their back, they're looking up at the sun. Mm. Their mouths are like wide open. Their eyes are staring straight ahead, which means that like they would have entered rigor without anyone to close their eyes. Yeah. And, um, some said that the corpses resembled like horrible caricatures no survivors are located on this ship and there's no sign of visible injury. Um, so just as the ship is getting prepared to be towed by the silver star to a nearby port, a fire suddenly breaks out on the ship's number four cargo hold, like the cargo hold, Mm -hmm. um, forcing that boarding party to evacuate. And the Dutch freighter is now doomed. And, they can't ev- investigate anything because they're at sea and the Orang Madan is witnessed to explode and then sink. What? Yes. Okay. So that is the alleged story of the Orang Madan. Now we can talk about the validity of this allegedly happening, right? Right. So, wait, question. Of course. <laughs> Please. Um, first and foremost, thank you for allowing me to be as uh, <laughs> trepidatious as I am. Um, so, when they were seeing the, the corpses that were like on their backs, 
facing up were they like this was i don't know a lot of ship terminology so bear with me but like this was like of the course. deck of the ship like they were outside they they were everywhere okay right like every crew member was dead officers like everybody's dead and they're all over the place Okay, so when this ship explodes, surely, and I know you're probably going to dive right into the, like the validity, everything, but surely there was like at least a limb that like flew maybe, you know, a couple leagues away. Maybe, <laughs> a hand, but at the same time, something. depending on what lit the boat on fire, and this is the 1940s, by the way, um, it probably would have all landed in the ocean. Because if they're going to tow, they're going to tow from a safe distance, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, who, yeah, and if that evacuating party is, like, bouncing, you know what I mean? They're probably, like, the other ship probably would have gotten at least a bit away from a fire ship, you know? Yeah. And then they see it explode, I don't think that they would have thought to, oh, let me grab a limb. You know what I mean? But I'm just thinking in the aftermath, like surely somebody would inspect the wreckage. Maybe, but it sank. Hmm. And this is the 1940s. Okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> that No, that's the thing is that it allegedly sank. So if there were people on the top they probably hit the water you know and we don't know like what's in the water was it shark infested we don't know well we could know i could look it up but i didn't um okay yeah. so in regards to english references to the ships and by english i mean printed in english um in May in 1952, there was the issue of the Proceedings of the Merchant Marine Council, which is published by the U.S. Coast Guard, right? And then in October 10th, 1948, in the Albany Times of Albany, New York. Now, that referenced the original source as Elsevier's Weekly, right? So that's when the U.S. first heard of the Oring Madon. So that put it like the earliest is uh, 1948, right? Mm -hmm. um, the story's first appearance was a series of three articles in the Dutch Indonesian paper. Uh, don't ask me to pronounce it. I will do it very poorly. But <laughs> February 3rd of 1948 with two paragraphs. Um, oh, sorry, two photographs. February 3rd, 1948, with two photographs, and February 28th of 1948, and then March 13th of 1948. The name of the ship that found the Oring Madon is never mentioned, but the location of the encounter is described as 400 nautical miles, which would be 740 kilometers, kilom oh God, I hate myself, 740 kilometers or 460 miles southeast of the Marshall Islands. So the second and third article describe the experience of allegedly a sole survivor of the Oring Madon crew who was found by an Italian missionary and natives on Teongi Atoll on the Marshall Islands. So the man, before dying, tells the missionary that the ship was carrying a badly stowed coral 
badly stowed <laughs> hmm. was carrying a badly stowed cargo of oil of vitriol, which, by the way, is sulfuric acid. Right? Copy. And most of the crew perished because of the poisonous fumes. Now, apparently these containers were, like, broke a little bit. So, you know, hey, whatever. That actually sounds pretty pretty plausible of people dying from, like, sulfuric acid fumes. Yeah. But that, that like, really fucks your face up, too, as far as I know. Um, but according to the story, uh, this, like, ceiling... According to the story, sailing from like this unnamed Chinese port to Costa Rica, right? What? They yeah, they deliberately avoided any sort of authorities to go this way, the Oring Madan did. And that survivor was an unnamed German man, and he died after telling the story to the missionary, who then told the story to the author, and his name was Silvio Scarly of Trieste. Italy. Now, the Dutch newspaper concludes with a disclaimer saying, this is the last part of our story about the mystery of the Oring Madan. <laughs> we must repeat that we don't have any other data on this mystery of the sea, <laughs> nor can we answer <laughs> that many unanswered questions in the story. It may seem obvious that the entire story is fantasy, a thrilling romance of the sea, and on the other hand, the author, Sylvia Scarly, assures us there is authenticity to the story. And Scarly is said to have produced a report on Trista export trade September 28th of 1959, but that would be in Italy, right? So apparently that's his version of the story. And then we have the Silver Stars version of the story. However, they vary so differently, but they also don't. Because we have all of these people allegedly dead on the decks of the Oring Madan, right? Right. What do you think could kill somebody in such a way to where they're like, they would have a mangled face or be horrified? I mean, were they scared to death? The Jersey Devil pop up and just <laughs> terrify all these like, I don't know, water ragged dudes, you know? Like, what could have done that, right? A siren, maybe? Yeah, right? <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> but there are a bunch of theories. However, new evidence has been found from the Skittish Library, which shows those 1940 newspaper reports of the incident, and they were taken from the Associated Press in British newspapers, Right one being the Daily Mirror and the other, the Yorkshire Evening Post. And again, there's differences in the story. It makes sense. It's hard to get your story straight in 1940. You didn't have cell phones. And the location of the the actual Oring Madan was in the Solomon Islands, and the SOS messages were different than the later reports. However, get this, the story still appears to originate was Silvio Scarly in Trieste. So it sounds like he started a pretty cool urban legend. Right. However, he did involve two American ships, and how would he have known that they were in the vicinity? That's a weird thing. That's a question I have. Yeah. 
So we have this supposed ship. Let's say it happened. What are some theories? We have the fact that the sulfuric acid could have been a culprit. I don't think so because according to the quotes story, the, the one that I told, not Silvio Scarely's about the, the surviving German man, because how did he survive? I don't know. Um, it's yeah. hard to like find cold hard facts inside of a supposed ghost ship story. Um <laughs> But there was a hypothesis that the Orang Madan might have been smuggling chemical substances, right? So like one that had a combination of potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin and or um, oh my God, or a possible combination of like both or even nerve agents. Oh, think about it. And wait, going, what was the first year that it was? It was 1940, right? Was that first time? Nine, yeah, 1940 or the late 1940s. What's going on around that time? Right. Hold on. I wrote down everything. Let me grab my notebook. I forgot it. So since the first article came out in 1940, right, um, I feel like that's got to be around the time that it had to have happened if it did. Because you can't really report something later or earlier than it happened if it didn't happen yet. Right. And so what's going on in 1940? I, I decided to write down some facts for you because, you know, it's like what the show's about. <laughs> Dunkirk happened, which is apparently considered a huge military loss. But I'm not so sure because, you know, all those soldiers didn't die. Right. Maybe that's just me. Um, FDR won a third term as a president. I don't know if FDR would get involved in smuggling, but other presidents have done bad things. Why not him? Yeah, I was going to say, we can't put it past him at all. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, then, you know, Winston Churchill becomes British prime minister. And then Leon Trotsky is murdered in Mexico. Hey. But, you know what? We got to take a pause for some black excellence here. We've got Hattie McDaniel as the first black American woman, or first black American, to win an Academy Award. And did you know, in 1925, she was the first black American woman to sing on radio? What? I didn't know that. I found out very recently, as huh. in when I looked this up. But <laughs> another thing in 1940, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. becomes the first black American general. And you should totally read about him, his life, and his son. Super interesting stuff there. Like how he became a general. Yeah. Quite quite a thing. Like in 1940? Yeah. Um. And then, hold on, the first Captain America comic is published. So, you know, in that <laughs> honor, go punch a Nazi. Right. <laughs> you know, hey. So that's what's going on in 1940. So let's say, let's say all of this has happened. Like, you know, well, no, it is happening in 1940. And let's say the worrying Madon was around because 
I believe in a ghost ship. And it's smuggling potential wartime stocks of nerve agents. Do you think there's going to be a manifest of it around? Of course not. Or nitroglycerin? I mean, we know what that goes in. Or potassium cyanide? My dude, like, where was it coming from? Where did it go? It is literally the cotton eye Joe of, like, ghost ships. <laughs> Don't you have so many questions? But then it comes to how did it start leaking, right? So according to those concepts, what if seawater had entered into that, like, cargo hold and reacting with those, like, really volatile chemicals right it released toxic gases and it caused the crew to succumb to and or like you know die from asphyxia or poisoning right and then the sea water would continue to react with like nitroglycerin causing kaboom I don't buy that one because I've never known seawater to be effective with nitroglycerin, but I could be wrong. Please tweet at us at T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-T-S. If it does, so you too can be put on an FBI watch list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's only so many things that you can do uh, to look that one up. But the asphyxia sounds interesting. But it doesn't make sense because if they're on the decks, the fresh air would not have caused that kind of asphyxia unless they were already asphyxiating and heading out to get a breath of air. But they had already, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I think. And this is pure speculation here. Of course, the whole thing is speculation. We don't (laughs) even know if this thing exists. Um, And this is me using my limited knowledge of chemistry. same but um i also i recognize that okay we're talking 80 years ago and has it really been that long since the 40s i mean we're closer to these 40s than those 40s you know what i mean shut up okay all right (laughs) my point is there's so much we've learned and discovered in these last 80 years i mean in addition to like all the 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 major like accomplishments or milestones or like points that were happening in 1940 at that time this was this is before we learned a lot about like fusion and fission and i think it is totally possible to consider that like maybe i don't know about the seawater like affecting stuff but although these kinds of chemicals being on this ship mm-hmm. turning into gases which would normally, like, they, independent of themselves, can, like, retain their state. But then when you throw in, like, fresh oxygen in there, I'm thinking these chemical compounds, maybe something could be activated by the seawater. Maybe there is, like, more sodium in the air than there normally would be because of, you know, it's salt water. And that's causing a reaction to, like, be a catalyst for or enable asphyxiation. That's totally fair. I like it. So here's here's another theory that I think that you'll be into. That the ship transporting nerve gas 
which the Japanese military had been storing in China, right, during the war, um, which was handed over to the U.S. military near the end of the war, but no U.S. ship could transport it as it would leave a paper trail, right? Mm-hmm. So it's loaded onto a non-registered ship for transport to the U.S. or an island in the Pacific, right? But what if one of those cargoes got loose and broke nerve gas and a concentrated like situation that could potentially, I don't know exactly what kind of gas we're looking at or concentration or how it would have broken. Obviously there's a lot of things, but possibly could have caused some death. Mm -hmm. And I find that quite interesting. I find that that all of those pieces, however, 1940 puts us like at our entering of the war, not because Pearl Harbor happened in 1941. Right. Am I wrong? It was 41. Um, so we hadn't quite entered the war yet. So if the earliest report is 1940, then that doesn't make sense. But the concept is interesting. Now, if it was in the late 40s, and that 40, 1940 um, article was just a time traveler fluke because we're already <laughs> in the realm of disbelief. Delightful. Um, Have we ruled out spies? Oh, no, not at all. Because I fully feel Absolutely. like this is a spy. Uh, somebody who... Yeah, James Wan could have done this. For sure. Um, could have... A hundred percent dropped a bomb from the air. Who knows? Um, there's also another theory that an undetected smoldering fire, which is not just Idris Elba in the corner, uh, <laughs> right? Like you know what I mean? Just him chilling out in the mm-hmm. corner, being like, mm, "That's an undetected smoldering fire." Being the coolest but, guy in the room, silently. Yeah, just doing the Luther look, you know. <laughs> But an undetected fire or a a malfunction in the ship's boiler system might have been responsible for the shipwreck also. Escaping carbon monoxide, which boiler malfunction, would have caused the deaths of all on board. I don't know if I buy this either, because of the way that they were discovered with these horrific looks on their face no they would have been discovered all asleep and also opening all the windows therefore having all of the like the bodies on deck doesn't work because um carbon monoxide poisoning is like you fall asleep and die right that's that's the thing um but then it was like then the fire spreads out of control and then the the vessel explodes except there were people on there according to that story, that version of events. And that version of events makes more sense to me because there were multiple people giving that version of events rather than a version, a version, a version, because it was a survivor who died that told a missionary that told this other guy where the other one is a bunch of people went and did this thing and here's the here's the story. So I am more towards the other one that doesn't involve a game of telephone. Yeah. So here's the skepticals of it all. 
Now, several authors say that you can't um, you can't buy it because it's this the ship is on no shipping manifest, okay? And there's no registration record for it under the name of Orang Madan. However, Orang Madan is Orang O U R A N G, also written O R A N G, is Malay or Indonesian for the word man or person, whereas Madan is the largest city in on the Indonesian island of Sumatra, giving an approximate translation of man from Madan, right? Now, there's no record of a ship under that name. So, and then there's no, um, the ship itself in the story isn't actually identified as the silver star being the one that came up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, The Orang Madan, not located in various countries, including the Netherlands. Um, The Silver Star doesn't have any record of a failed rescue attempt. It doesn't... uh, It has been established with high probability, but the complete lack of information on the sunken ship itself has given rise to the suspicion of if it even exists. Now, ship logs for the Silver Star did not show a record of any rescue attempt, right? And the possibility that um, accounts of the date, the location, names of any other ships involved, and the circumstance of that alleged accident might have been inaccurate or exaggerated, it just shows that this story might be a total fiction. However... It would be a really elaborate scheme to go through. And also, if it is something, like you said, spies, why would they record it? Right. I don't know. I just buy it. I don't know why I buy it. I buy it. (laughs) And I don't tend to buy things. But it does, like, it's so weird to hear similar stories from many different places, but none of them line up. And it feels like this is a really elaborate cover-up. And I love it. Like, I don't need confirmation that it exists. It exists in my heart. <laughs> right. You know? And for fun, just so you know, the ship is briefly mentioned in the 2016 Ghostbusters, which I love. Wait, really? Yeah. So now you got to go home and rewatch it. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that Ghostbusters. I know. Me too. It was a good one. So what do you think? Orang Madan. The ghost ship of that part of the world over there. Because we can't even identify which area. Do you think we should go look for it? I mean, absolutely not. Yeah, because I don't want want confirmation. (laughs) Don't take away my hope. Um, I mean, for me, it's a perfect cocktail of all the things I don't like. Um, The ocean, ghosts, ghosts. and that's it, really. <laughs> oh, things that, and things that blow up. And things that go boom don't don't shake me as much, especially if it's it went boom eighty years ago. But yes, but you don't know why it went boom. I, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna double down that it's spies. It was spies. I like the spies concept because that does keep the dream alive i love her the orang madan 
she's beautiful she sails in my heart <laughs> yeah and it it's also it, it the the other question though that and i know we won't have any answers but it just bugs me to no end why was everybody like on their back looking up like with oh like petrified same same what do you think could have caused that do you think it was like the third coming of Christ and they were like, oh, dang, that's too bright and just die? <laughs> it's, uh, it's so, it, that is, all of this is, I'm like, oh yeah, this was a weird thing that happened until you mentioned that everybody had the same expression. Cause yeah, like maybe yeah. somebody, like even if three quarters of the crew all saw the same thing instantly and like, you know, died of shock or whatever, there would still be somebody, a, a few bodies at least, that were different. Like, oh, somebody yeah, tried to run away or somebody tried to alert or... But if everybody is just in the... Or someone's on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> well... <laughs> you know what I mean? Just statistically, this is supposed to be a big military ship, right? Wouldn't you think someone's, like, at least taking a crap? And if they did find that guy, right? Was he also lay like leaning back in absolute agape mouth, pants down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dignity that's gone. Scarity. <laughs> that is just absolute terrifying. What if? Okay, I'm gonna pose this to you. What if you were a part of the Silver Star Group? Okay. I hate this and already. I know. Okay, so we're both okay. part of the Silver Star Crew. And I'll be the captain for you of the crew going aboard. That way, you know that you're protected. I'll throw you off first. That way, you don't have to deal with any booze. And we're going. We've got our little flashlights, right? They had those in the 40. Don't forget. We're going with our flashlights. Maybe it's dusk, okay? And we're walking along the deck, and we just see people laid out, mouth agape. Maybe it looks like they were struck like i don't know like wrapped up like a deuce and -na 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 -na. i don't remember blinded by the light i don't <laughs> actually know the lyrics of that song <laughs> but that's what it looks like okay and we're still going and on the deck it's not that scary but then we go inside and it's the same thing and no drag marks maybe there's a little dust because it's been a minute, okay? Yeah. A little dust. And you're just like, wait, so no one was dragged. Everyone died in place. There's some guy on the toilet. He's also just blinded <laughs> by the light, right? The real deuce is there because he's on the toilet. What are you thinking? Like, what is you? what are you, Vaughn? ship investigator thinking you have to come up with how did these people die what are you thinking and see okay this is this is all a trick question because clearly of it is. <laughs> like i'm thinking we need to get off this ship i love that thought first and foremost that's the best thought because you know you're thinking to yourself something bad happened here i don't want that to happen to me yeah I'm also thinking that. You know what I'm thinking? I probably shouldn't be here right now. I yep. can investigate from the comfort of my other ship. Someone get me a telescope. 
Because how big was the party? Did they say? No. We have no idea how big this ship is. But I mean, the people who went to investigate, how many went? We don't know how many, even if they did. We don't know if the ship is real. Because that's my... If if this is me on that ship and say if this was the two of us... Dude, what if we? What if they said, okay, let's say I'm not in charge, and what if like whoever was in charge said split up? No. <laughs> I'd be like, or uh, split up with buddy system. My version of split up is great idea. You all keep going. I'm gonna go back to the ship. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait by the the little like plank bridge to make sure it doesn't fall in. Right. I'll sec- I'll, I'll keep right it secure. Here. Uh, in fact i'll be sitting in the middle of it in fact i'll be holding hands with the guy on the other side yeah i'm sorry like you know from the comfort of my research that's one thing i'm not scared by most things that's not a flex it's just you know i wish i could get scared by some stuff that would sound so fun but that would terrify the crap out of me. Like, you know what? I would not be ashamed by the feces in my pants in that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, we got to get out of this place. Yeah. That's another song by the animals. That would be playing as I would like grab you and be like, we got to go. <laughs> Look, they're already dead. There's nothing I can do here. Yeah. But there is something else I can do. And that's called not get killed. So I'm taking Vaughn with me and we're out of here. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Good luck. And then I'm gone. Have fun investigating. <laughs> I'll get a telescope and take notes. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's the Orang Madon. That so, is... Do you feel like you've enhanced your life a little bit knowing that there is a ghost ship out there and it's the greatest thing you've ever heard? You're going to say no. And that's okay. I you know that. I'm saying no. And it's, it's, as with most ghost, you know, things, it's, this is a classic example where it's like everything is strange, but like (laughs) can be explained away, except this one thing, like, right, but why was this one thing the case? And for that that reason. Is that the part that bothers you, though? Yeah, I mean, a, a, a ship blowing up and, you know. A ship that they can't find? That is fine. Yeah, the unregistered part you can just sleep with. That's fine, right? I'm cool with literally everything except all these dead people dead the same way. But what about why couldn't they interview the Silver Star like people and be like, so did you actually see a ship? Were you a part of a rescue attempt? Hmm. Why couldn't we do that? Has no one got questions like that? Or is it just me? I mean, and I might be hand-waving entirely too much, but I'm like, it was the 40s. (laughs) No, I love it. I'm a big fan. I'm just saying it's equal parts a ghost and equal parts government cover-up ghosts. (laughs) But also still ghosts. Ghosts are in bed with big government. It sounds great. I love every bit of it. And again, the Orang Madon sails in my heart, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Along with like every other cryptid and random haunting and Travis Walton's aliens and other things that I've made <laughs> you sit through, like haunted houses. 
Oy. You know what? I bet you she is parked next to the Sorrel Bead House. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And the uh, aliens from the Travis Walton experience live there part-time. They're all just hanging out together. All all of the aliens and everything that I've 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 talked to you about are all together and they're living happily while they live rent free in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so note to our listeners, please go listen to all of Vaughn's episodes. <laughs> I and and never tell me that you did. <laughs> and also check out Vaughn on literally everything because his handles on things are. Um, yeah, you can find me on most stuff as Von Dexter M V O N D E X T E R M, uh, and then for very a very stupid reason it's Vonnie D two on Twitter. Not, yeah, I want to know who Vonnie D one is. Uh, Vonnie D one I guess would have been my father, but. The thing is, I was go- I had this whole existential crisis on social media, and I had Von Dexter M on everything, and then I flipped it to Vonnie D2, and then I flipped back to Von Dexter M, except somebody else took Von Dexter M on Twitter, and they're literally just holding on to it. But also, I like Vonnie D, uh, like, too. It's fun, right? It's fun for Twitster. <laughs> you could be like me and just be at Fury, and often get like ads for being like a fetish yep i'll say that yeah the letter e is so critical there <laughs> the critical <laughs> uh but thank you vaughn for yet another spoopy adventure i wanted to have you back for halloween just one more time until next year and then you know it's soon soon it's gonna be christmas and you gotta come back for christmas crimes Ooh, oh, it's the most you wonderful time of the year, though. For crime. <laughs> <laughs> holiday crimes make holiday crimes. That's not a thing. I didn't. I didn't. Know okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm firing myself. Well, you know. Thanks for being on the show as always, and thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and again what this was Von Dexter Montague the second yes yes and I am your host Elizabeth Fury you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-G-S and tune in next week to hear us talk about something goodbye <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of the show I was watching. Okay, yeah, small tangent. Reminds me of the show I was watching. And, like, these alleged ghost hunters were like, we're going to go down to this basement. And I'm like, do you not hear the music playing right now? And, of course, you don't because (laughs) it's a show. And I'm thinking to myself, if I were this paranormal investigators, I'd turn the lights on. I mean, that's 80% of what a ghost can do, right? Just turn the freaking light on. Like, put on some LEDs. They would really hate it. I hate it when I'm driving at night when people have LED headlights. I don't understand why that's not illegal yet. Right. And, like, don't you think ghosts would be annoyed by that? Or on top of it, 
Why are you going down there in the first place? Do you need to? You dug a hole in the ground and tried to make it into a room. Maybe the ground isn't the place you should be. It's a basement. <laughs> Just let it go. A cellar? Say goodbye. Yeah, no. You don't need it. But at the same time, I'm like, I hope you die. This That would make this episode really just pop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. I do watch some ghost shows, kind of hoping they lose one of their members. I'm a terrible person. I'm saying, what? <laughs> I'm I'm always hoping for the best. But some of the people, I'm like, but what if you really up the stakes? I know it's fake reality, but up the stakes, lose a member, play the gag, have them do nothing on social media for like a month, and then have them come back <laughs> and it be questionable whether or not they're actually alive. <laughs> the gag. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> like, wait, didn't you? I'm back. What are you talking about? 